great to be here. I came to the first one and I've been to all the other six. We're sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Like the Hartley For those who don't know, Radio Hotler, thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, there's a big shebang. Sorry about that. Diabolical, uh, um, uh, technical goodies. Radio Hotler. Hot, 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 Nicky's saying good. Yeah. Evening viewers. Evening viewers. Afternoon, evening. And have you also have a little friend here? What your name is? I'm Maddie. Good afternoon. (laughs) And that's Maddie. She's right into it. Well, the sound, the roar. (laughs) Roar! It's actually the first V8 supercar race of the weekend, is it not? Because there's a lot of palavering going on with the the guys out there in, you know, in main game land and pussyfooting around and all that sort of stuff. Um, your dad's here in mafia disguise. As always. Um, with a hat and hard cleaning. Nice. Yeah. Over there. He's concentrating. Hey, not, Maddie, nice top. Thank you. Well, where, where did that come from? Did you, you must have had a design influence on changing um, uh, action racing away from black to uh, aqua. It's actually it's a actually neon cyan. You've got to get the colours right. A four-colour process without the process. Can you give us the? Can you give us the? Can you give us the? Say the, 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 the Pantone colour. Uh, oh, it's Pantone cyan with neon. So viewers, you know how we always get off topic. This is a light-hearted show about the world of motor racing, cool emerging technologies, gadgets, and barbecues, and generally fuck all motor racing. But uh, this afternoon, the opening round of the V8 Supercar Championship and the Dunlop Series. Series next? I have no idea. What, what else would they call it though? Why what, couldn't what, they call it a championship? It always feels like they're demoting it. Yeah, that is a good good call. I'm, I'm speechless. I'm stumped. And I'm speechless about the one fingernail that matches the shirt. Kiss? Yes. Kiss? If you have a look at the car, it has fluoro orange falcon going across the uh, quarter panel. I and into the door. So, it looks gorgeous. You'll see. Hence yeah. the blue with the fluoro orange. I have to say it does look the best car ever that uh, Marcus is, uh, and Action Racing yeah. has, has uh, And I reckon it looks one of the best out there I as think, well. Yeah, I think it's the best in the series. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'm not biased. Yeah. But yeah, the aesthetics are perfect. Yeah. Definitely. No stickers on the car. That actually makes it a little bit more. It's, it feels like I'm, I'm, I'm watching the gravity. Mysterious. Have you seen gravity? It's the whole mysterious. No. Yeah. With hoping 
with the hopes of someone throwing some things at us to fill that canvas in the future. Just to, yeah, that's blank canvas, fluoro falcon. The cars are on the grid. Marcus drove past a moment ago, just after the end of the Touring Car Masters uh, race, and there he was, his ginger face waving, waving through the away. window to Correct. us. As he, as he always as does. Sunsets on turn one. <laughs> That's a standard, standard thing he always has to do is little wave. It's almost like a Queen's wave as he, as he drives past. <laughs> Knowing where I'd, yelling I'd, I'd really rather he I didn't do that first. <laughs> He got on with the job. <laughs> and but that's like, only when he's coming out of the... Yeah, when he's cruising past. Uh, whilst he's on the grid, and we're just talking it up, and we'll, 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 we'll listen to the start, the roar of the start. He's a bit of a... T- he's, he's a bit of a teppanyaki lover. What about yourself? Do you like a teppanyaki dude? I enjoy teppanyaki. Oh, have yeah. you been teppanyaki together? Then? We haven't, no, no. We haven't done Fuji's yet. No. I've done one. I've done Fuji. Yeah, have you done Fuji? Yeah. yeah. It's very good. Ah, uh, yeah. That was early on. Ah. Danny, I've been thrown out when I get valet parking. Besides, it was here earlier oh. in the day, yes, and uh, there was lots of excuses. Not, not for, for Fuji Teppanyaki, but he's driving. <laughs> And, and Nix, you guys help us out to try and uh, describe to the viewers what you're seeing behind you, the lovely sunset on Wakefield, a glass of champagne in your hand, beautiful blue. Neon cyan. Neon cyan. <laughs> With that colourful uh, 
a yellow lanyards courtesy of the Dunlop Championship. To match our Dunlop logo. And we've got an Adriana thing going on. <laughs> and um, a little bit of a chick. So I think it's only fair we have a little... Ching, ching. A very clean start, but there's been a slide. Plenty of slide. Oh. You know, viewers, I'd have to say that uh, if you want to know the full details, you'll have to watch it on TV. Absolutely. See, if I can See you later. So it's the dying moments of the first round of the Dunlop Series race here at uh, Adelaide. And I find myself sitting in the dummy grid with a, I wouldn't say dejected, but um, uh, a rather upbeat young man, Jacques Lebrock, who has unfortunately suffered some form of drivetrain failure here um, at the event. Um, it's, a, it's a lovely afternoon, mate. Yeah, yeah, it's been um, it's, yeah, it's great to start the race. We uh, made up a few positions off the start, and we're looking okay. But um, yeah, it's heading into that last complex of corners. Um, yeah, started to lose drive, and yeah, there was a big vibration rattle through the car, and that was game over, I think. So yeah, we're not sure what it is. Let's pull it apart tonight and see what, see what happens tomorrow. Look, rewinding from that, that sounds like you've been told to do that. This is a PR thing, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a PA super cup. We go, oh, oh, what are you going to do? What's the aim? Oh, I'll sort of get on pole and win it. You know, yeah. like, oh, no, I'll win it. Um, look, GT racing is my passion and uh, my involvement in the sport with uh, various drivers. And, hey, let's rewind three weeks ago. And I was hanging out with Marinello and, um, of course, uh, as you know, my, uh, my good friend Alan Simons was recognised. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you did a great job. Yeah, that was great. Really enjoyed Bathurst. So and did Cricky. Yeah, Cricky loved it, yeah. sick. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, well, Cricky. But, um, yeah, no, it was an awesome event. So, really enjoyed it. Learned a lot from it. And, yeah, it's just good to walk away with the podium, I think. So. What do you reckon about driving the supercars versus the GT cars, what, what interests you? And we're not, not trying to drag you into it. Hey, I'll argue that off with Benny later. Yeah, yeah it, um, 
the GT cars are awesome. The drivers, obviously, you, just, you got so much more grip, and it's just yeah, it's one of those cars you just get in and just go wow. Uh, but these things, I suppose, it's just the Australian icon at the moment, and um, whether it goes GT racing further down the path, I'm not sure. But you know, I suppose if you want to do well here in Australia, you've got to be in B supercars. But um, yeah, it's sort of. It's just not in Australia. Having seen you in a GT car, your future is outside of Australia. And with your involvement with Erebus, and Betty gives you love, she loves you at the moment. Yeah. So I, it makes sense. And seriously, the way to work with that is give me a little hop. My involvement with the sport is such that um, you'll become a brand ambassador. And that means that you'll know, be able to play golf and, you know. Oh, Okay, that makes dust and trouble. Doesn't sound that great. <laughs> um, we're standing yeah, up, we're actually <laughs> sitting on the curb at the very end of uh, the chicane, and so it's hard to see it. There's lots of flag waving and marshes going on, carrying on soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I see some prone to crashes around here, especially through this one, two, three co complex. Um, Starting to get a bit, a bit crazy, making some, um, yeah, making some crazy moves. So. so, give us a quick one minute run up of how did you get to this position in, in racing? You came up through? Uh, yeah, I started go karting when I was seven years old. Uh, did that for seven years, just uh, locally didn't do a whole lot, um, didn't, never went internationally with or anything like that. Uh, and then at the age of 14, we got our go karts and basically had a year off um, to basically work out what we're going to do. And we went, um, yeah, Formal V, then Formal Ford for a few years and we went over and did the British Formula Ford Festival um, in 2011 and had uh, pretty good results there which was um, just good. Um, then yeah, came back and um, did a few GT races at Formula 3 and a bit of air supercar so stuff last year. So. so You would have raced against Nathan? Yeah, I had quite a few times, yeah. yeah, well, yeah. Obviously, he's, he's good in my eyes, I, and, and I can see you're good too. What did you, what did you reckon? Did you have some battles? Yeah, we did, yeah. I raced against Nathan, um, actually in Formula 3, first time in Formula 3 at Bathurst, and Nathan polled it, and I was third. So, yeah, and obviously I had a few, few encounters in Formula 4 as well. So, um, yeah, get along with Nathan well. So, this is this year, it's, is it Erebus is putting in this program for the year? Is that, is that how it works? Uh, no, they're not funding it. Uh, but basically, yeah, help them out where they can um, with engineers and stuff like that. So, and what other what other GT opportunities going to arise for you? Uh, I'm not sure at the moment. We got to. I'd love to try and go to Europe and do something over in Europe. Once, well, some much form, so. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I've got a couple more questions. Uh, Samsung or iPhone? Actually, a few weeks ago, I went from the iPad to the Samsung, and I think it's, it might be a good move. I think. So, well, you moved. Yeah, I made, I made the transition. Yeah. Really? Okay. Walked to the store and it was just there. So, okay, uh, Windows or Macintosh? I don't know. I've got, I went Mac as well, but I kind of like Windows. Mac's a bit hard to use. <laughs> <laughs> Any of uh, them in the kitchen? No, nah, I cook dinner every now and then, but um, I always say I'm the best. Barbecue specialist? Um, yeah, barbecue, and I love a good um, spag bog as well. So. Red yeah. or white wine? Not really a wine fan, no. Neither. Uh, give me up for probably more white than red. Bottled water is the good answer for racing car drivers. Yeah, I don't drink. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely, certainly not before the event. Mate, thanks for making time. No worries, thank you. Cheers.
We wouldn't want you us. anywhere other than where we, we know we like you to be, folks. Yeah, that's why I'm here. Preamble Central. Isn't that in, enough in itself? Is that what we're at? Is it, is it preamble? Look, I'm not going to. I'm not going to be having this episode tonight with you with your negative attitude like that. Well, that's good because I haven't got the negative attitude. Well, then that's okay. We're talking about the preamble. Is this the unique? Inane chatter that precedes the show. Yeah, it's preamble. The bit that makes you think, God, I'm going to turn it off now. This is rubbish. (laughs) (laughs) We just cut it out. (laughs) (laughs) I've never done anything like this before. Coral, would you like some uh, mustard? (laughs) No, thank you. (laughs) You're not still trying to get rid of that English mustard. (laughs) (laughs) That's so sad. Come on. On with the show. Okay. Well, you can introduce it. Why don't you? It's episode yeah. 265. It's mm. I thought it was 264. Yeah, it is 264. It's brief. the show about nothing. 264 part B, really, because there was some things no. at the track that might get segued in. Oh, yes, there, this, there's little bits of mm. bits. Over to you, folks. Mm. What are you doing over there, Bernie? I can't remember. You're not... Well, you can. Say, <laughs> welcome to episode 264 of Radio Hot Lap. A show about motorsport, local and international, other interesting things including tech talk and barbecues. Well, it used to have barbecues, but I think we've been a bit light on that lately. But let's not worry about that. John Hart, our host, to with the most, <laughs> on with the show. Stop it. To paraphrase, to paraphrase you folks, Radio Hot Lap is a light-hearted look at the world of motor racing, cool and emerging technologies, local and international motorsport, gadgets and barbecues, and in, in case you were wondering, thanks to your great self, it's been reduced to fuck all barbecues. That's right. Episode 2. Although we have had a few a bus, barbecue a bus. Oh, you're here. Hello, viewers. <laughs> Hello, viewers. JP. Good evening. Yeah, I am here, Johnny. Uh, in fact, I've been here for the last two and a half days, for not with you lot. Hello. It's good, but, but uh, it was good and nicely sliced. But we'll talk about that later. J- JP, if, if you don't mind. If you don't mind. If I don't mind at all. Pop what am I having to drink? What are you having to drink? I'm no. having a nice rock Welcome, uh, Fogwar, to the yeah. uh, the uh, final evening of Eclipsal 500 Adelaide 2014. And what a weekend it has been. It's great to be no, back. And uh, good to see you here too, JP. And it's lovely to be here, And uh, and, and, of course, we've most... we special guest tonight, mm. viewers. Coral Taylor. Rally. No relation <laughs> to the rally driver. I was going to say, a, a, you know, a very accomplished rally co-driver. That's right. Very accomplished. But, but from Rhodesia, with a dog of a similar name, that has, for a moment, a little... had a slight snarl towards... Russell sausage, evening sausage. Um, but there was um, snippets of corned beef, yes. aka silver side, handed out. Now, JP, you, you sliced it. Would you like to elaborate? Well, it's just a very nice bit of corned beef. I cooked it superbly. And yes, well, the, oh, you would like me to elaborate on the dogs. Well, yeah, that's, this is the thing. Well, their enjoyment it's, thereof. It's, it's Rust's house, and she thinks she's got the right to sniff around the table. And suddenly, there's this roadie from next door. Lurking. 
lurking in the background. It's like there was a bit of snappage going on. A bit like Face, a bit of a lurker. <laughs> but anyway. No. Actually, he's been a bit of a walker this week. In fact, I've learnt more about the real estate in the area from him. Yep. The last few days, he gets it's a spy. It's the real estate spy sent from Melbourne. I think the eastern suburbs of Adelaide. Have you, are you, have you got an app, folks? For, you know, like, walking real estate sort of... <laughs> no. It's right. the simple answer, but you've given me an idea. Oh, there you go. Looky, nooky, <laughs> oh, I can't top that one. Ah, oh, that was a good night. We had a great night the other night, viewers, Thursday night, with uh, uh, Mr. Jeff... <laughs> hey, yeah. From um, a motorsport company. It was excellent. It was, uh, Jeff Fisher? Yes, from Nissan. The motorsport manager of Nissan Australia, yes. Oh, that was the and same name I night. used to book the restaurant tonight for the others. It would be the others. The ones who aren't here. Very good. Work. So I suppose we should really get on with the show now. Oh, what are you having to drink, John? Well, I am having, thank you so much, to Le Faubois. Uh, yeah, and, and well, rather, we should ask uh, a Coral, the lady of the table, what are you having to uh, drink tomorrow? Is that what I mean? Pepper Jack. Uh, what do you think it's of nice. it? Beautiful. Oh, it's just going to go. Look at that. Really lovely. It's very lovely. I just oh, you're having the Pepper Jack Cab 7. Yes. Cheers. I'm Cheers. having the Wind's Coonawarra Black Label Cab 7. It was a special occasion, and I got it for you all, but you're drinking something else. No, 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 I, I just, I thought that it, oh, it's, I see, it's an A and B table set up. Well, <laughs> not knowingly, but you went and but, opened the other one, you could have had this. does work for your personality of winds, whinging, miserableness. Winds. Winds is an oil as well, too, which is a bit of a worry, so... You've got to make sure you don't mistake the wine for the oil. One of Paul Dumbrell's early sponsors. And they're still in motorsport. They're a minor sponsor of the Nissan team. If you ever travel out to Bathurst, through the the hills there, Mm. you'll be able to get it at Windsor. Really? Windsor. Okay. Okay. Wonderful. Moving right along. So, about that great weekend at the Clipsal. Exactly. <laughs> the Clipsal. The Clipsal. The Clipsal. And I have to say that, I mean, it's, yeah, they made up for all the boring years, didn't they, today and yesterday. Mm. So, uh, what a goodie it was. Epic racing, and both First. in terms of racing and also just how many incidents and accidents we had. But Saturday night was hard to top, that battle between... Scott McLaughlin and Jamie Wincup. That, that's the sort of, that's why, that's what we live for. Mm. That's why we keep following racing is to see driving at such a high calibre. Jamie Wincup was throwing everything he, he had, everything. trying to get past Scott McLaughlin, and they battled for, well, let's say the best part of the last 12 laps, and for 11 and two thirds of those laps, McLaughlin withstood the pressure and held off Jamie Wincup at his best. I find it a little akin to Craig, a young Craig Lowndes taking on John Bow in the dying moments of the Bathurst 1000, yes. 1997. Four. 
Okay, all right, well, you're better than me. Yeah. That, uh, something I think, along those I lines. I think even McLaughlin's uh, even more impressive, honestly, how quickly. Well, he won two races last right. year in his rookies, uh, well, championship races in his championship season. And, and, and he was uh, also the, uh, debut. The, the the Dunlop series, or was it the final round of... He was the Dunlop the, series the, champion. The Jitsu mm. series. So he was... Whatever he, he won the second division. No, no, don't 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 minimalise it. But he was the the development series champion, champion in two thousand and twelve. But he, he withstood everything, everything that Win Cup had. I've never seen Win Cup drive so hard. He drove even harder than when he was chasing David Reynolds at Bathurst in two thousand and twelve, or I suppose you know for that matter. You know, to hold off Reynolds. In the 52D car, which in the hands of Marcus Akanovic hasn't seemed to do anything no. positive. <laughs> or for that matter, Win Cup's chase of um, Winterbottom last year, but it was, a, it was a stellar performance. And when Win Cup finally got past with, you know, just a few corners to go and looked to have it in the bag, McLaughlin didn't give up. And suddenly, yep. Win Cup's just overcooked it in the final turn and run wide. McLaughlin's there, nips through. He was very epic, an epic second place. It I mean, was, it was an such epic an epic second, second place, place. And, and he was actually very articulate on television today. Mm. I watched that with a little chat with uh, uh, the the man, Mr. Squiggle. That, uh, <laughs> Mr. Squiggle. That uh, he really <laughs> did. Like him. He, <laughs> Mr. Squiggle. He, he, and he, he he sort of just dealt with it all. It was he really is, he is a very articulate kid, particularly for twenty years old. Mm. Buddy, I mean, Without a doubt. there's a new catchphrase in V8 Supercars Motor Racing now, as you know, because afterwards he was uh, so pumped up, he came out with this <laughs> yeah, incredible <laughs> thing, you know. I put it into first, I gave it the jandle, F yeah. <laughs> so I gave it the jandle. Yeah. Which, Which is New Zealand for thong. Yeah, so he put, right. the, he put the foot down and, uh, and just went for it. It was fantastic. But for Volvo, I mean, what a win. Their debut event. Yep. And, It'll you know, be all, echoing around the world. Well, all the Volvo driver and Volvo car jokes have, you know, look a bit sick now because, you know, the thing's as hot as in V8 supercar racing. And McLaughlin nearly finished third in the 250km race. Yep. That wraps up the clips of So what happened there? The, the, it, the car slowed um, towards the end of the race with I think 15 laps to go. Yeah, all in P4, P3, and it was all looking good. Running uh, a strong third, mm. uh, electrical, I believe. Yeah, okay. Drained the battery and just ran out of juice. And that was a shame because he it was, was a shame. He was so, heading for a strong podium. So, so let's re, let's have a chat about that. So the batteries drain quite as the old one. They're not working. Oh, sorry, from my understanding, if you are having an engine. And you, got, you have an engine, you have an alternator, do you not? These race cars have alternators, <coughs> yeah, well, which then recharge the system. So there's something, something more Some problem with the alternator that's not yeah. recharging oh, the battery. The, the piston fell out, went out the side of the block and took the alternator off. <laughs> no. The yeah, it was an electrical <laughs> failure. It wasn't near that much smoke. <laughs> on its way out of the side of the block, has the it, piston knocked out. off the alternator, yeah. <laughs> no. But anyway, a big debut for Volvo, you know, who have come in this year with Gary Rogers Motorsport and uh, it's all looking pretty bright and shiny at the moment. But Nissan, Nissan but put in note, strong performance. Yes, there are other people that weren't too. looking quite so bright and shiny. In fact, oh, in fact, nice segue, Johnny. Look, can you, can you not give me those credits? Which okay. I'll you later on, because Fags is probably on to that. <laughs> is that... Uh, stop it, you know. Do it later. Scrabble. Perhaps. 
survival. But uh, I have to say, I'm going to have to say, viewers, that uh, don't think I've been front and centre live for one of the probably, I would suggest, the biggest crash in V8 supercars since Craig Lowndes barrel rolled down at Calder Park. Mm. Yeah. Well, you were Johnny on the spot, weren't you? I was Johnny on the spot. Indeed. And it was slow motion. It I even had a little dribble. Just, yep. It was unbelievable to watch. So, so viewers, from a serious perspective, there was it, it, it just unravelled, and I thought, crocky, this thing's, this is going to be a big disaster mm. here. But um, there was a huge silence after it. The, the crowd, it just, no one said anything. And then there's, there's whispers of, he's dead. You know, is he all right? Are you kidding? It just, what was most important to get across was that the number one, <clears throat> the uh, role structure uh, saved his life, and also the fuel cell was completely intact because there's nothing worse, as you will know, folks, is a motor racing vehicle upside down with a driver being strapped in and, you know, disorientated from something like that and finding any liquids moving around, and there was none. When that car was moved away, there was no yeah, there was cement dust coming out at all. So that's a credit to the way that the car of the future has been put together. And and looking at it closely, I did not see a, um, <clears throat> a significant... Mind you, I didn't peel the car back. Mm. I saw a little bit of a few kinks here and a, and a roll. There wasn't case. a straight panel left on it, though. No, 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 but, no. but... It was pretty trash. But the fact that it, it barrel-rolled down there, yeah. As, yeah. as Jason said, look, it was actually pretty mild. I didn't really feel no. much. There was no violent impact no. because there was no sudden deceleration and that's what causes the damage to the sure. person it, and the vehicle. It was a pretty wild ride though. I mean, oh, yeah, in the in the melee of the restart, he's got tapped sideways and half in the air by Garth Tander. So it slid sideways, teetering anyway, hit the curb, well that's tripped it over, it's hit the gravel, rolled, slid along across the track yeah. on its roof, just whacked the tyre barrier, flung up in the air, spiralled, run along the fence, come back down upside down. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it hit. looked ugly. It was yeah. The interior yeah. cell of the vehicle was fine, well, and I had a closer yeah, look at it. Right, yeah. he climbed out, he was fine. Yeah. But and not, he was having a blab later. There's not a, there's not a panel on the car that wasn't crushed or torn. I think, I think the boys will be doing a bit of straightening when they get back to the workshop. Well, but it did say on the front. No worries. That's right. No worries. I saw that. You were well spotted, John. Yeah, it was good. No worries, except... <laughs> Perhaps one. Anyway, that was just one of several incidents that yes. highlighted the final 250-kilometre leg of the Clipsal 500, which brought out safety cars. You know, Will Davison got tapped yes. into the wall at Turn 8. Well, he had a collision. He had a tangle with James Moffat, and the thing went off and whacked the wall sideways and lost a door and a wheel. And then, right at the end of the race, a, another safety car where Nick Perkett, who was driving out of his skin in third place. Although the car was it actually looked like it was slightly wounded before it had got no, that, to that turn no. eight. But issue. he was trying to hold off Shane Van Gisbergen. Van whacked the wall, and that brought out a last safety car. Which it was a, it was a Mansell esque moment, was it not? It was. Not, not the tyre blade, but the or Who was the Formula One driver that went backwards in exactly that same way down the back? 
Nicky oh, Louder or someone. Like I know who you mean, but anyway, mm. that brought out a final safety car, and then it well, it turned the race into a you know well, it should have been a final eight laps More sprint to the finish. No, no, it was a sprint to the finish. But you're arguing. But we'd nearly run out of time. But they had to cut. <coughs> but they lost three laps anyway because it had a time certain finish. Because so. oh, we there was the gardening show was on. That's yeah, right. That, no, SA, SA what I'm saying is that, that we've, we've had a weekend of everything going on, haven't we? We have. You know, from the epic battle for second between McLaughlin and Wind Cup yesterday. Actually, I don't remember much of the first race yesterday. It's strange, isn't it? Because I is. suppose nothing happened really. Well, McLaughlin went out early. He had a he had a problem with the car. The car was damaged, and he stopped. Where? He, he just pulled out of the race. When? Where Early in the, the first race. In the first oh, race. Yeah. yeah, you're right. The first race was somewhat pedestrian compared to what happened afterwards. Mm. <laughs> anyway, and I suppose the good news, even though Jamie Wincup was... I mean, the, the, the demise of Jamie Wincup started when... I mean, he was running away with the race. It was going to be a walk. And after his second pit, in his second pit stop, the car controller, the lollipop guy actually went up and touched the front of the car just mm. in fact oh that was what it was directing that was what yeah. the, the, the drive through directing yeah. one of the Too workers to do involved. something yeah and that he touched the car yeah that's yes. an, didn't do anything just touch it but it's an infringement of the rule the yeah. car controller the lollipop man can't touch the car and so next thing Mr. you know Mr. Go Go Gadget Damien White there he was <laughs> up there Go Go Gadget sorry you're getting a drive through and Roland Roland was the Atrus refusing cut phone calls. That's just... But that was the beginning of the end because not only did he have to go, you know, eventually after the argument, he had to do the yeah, drive he did through. He did it, dropped back to eighth. Then he's off and he's on a mission and he's trying to charge up through the field. And then, I don't know, whatever it was. Nappy sand problems. Several laps later, he's come up on Michael Caruso and dived down the inside of the back straight. Got it all wrong. His front left has belted into the right. Which they, which they caught, they, caught, the they, 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 they put it out as Moffat because Moffat had been a bit of an evil character, sort of. Well, he, he was and it wasn't Moffat. No, it was he, Caruso. Yeah, but, well, yeah, Moffat was the one who tipped Davison in yeah, the that's right, in the yeah, Mercedes. Yeah. So it was anyway, by his own admission, Wincup made a mistake. Yep, has rammed Caruso, and in. In the collision, has broken the steering on his car. Yep. So two corners <laughs> later, he's flown off, and he's out of the race. So, um, just uh, while we're uh, having a glass of Philippa, uh, could you uh, find one by manager uh, FWBM 2.0? Come back and just give us a little bit of appraisal of the old uh, uh, Pepper Jack here. Um, Anthony, Anthony, would you mind just giving us an appraisal of, of the of the of the uh, jack and the then of the winds yeah. with a disguised voice? <laughs> and would you like to tell us what we were drinking earlier? What's the slurp? What is it? Yes, very typical Barossan, full of fruit, uh, a little bit of mintiness from yep. the. Well regarded 2012 vintage, so. Is that to reflect the colour of your shirt today? Yes. Oh, right, okay, so. Excellent. Would we, uh, could you make any suggestions for, for, the, for the lowly. 
Corned beef. Wow. Is it a, is it an what a coincidence? Is it an, or is it Silverside? Well, it's oh, corn oh. Silverside if you wish to get truly Okay, generous. now, Japes. You're on. Oh, you wish to get truly JP. Japes. I won't say call that. I, I, I'm, I've been told not to call it Japes. FWBM Mark I used to call me Japes because he knew that it gave me the craps. The crepes. That's right. Uh, could you, uh, I stole the virtues, we just might move to a, ooh, ooh. We're uh, moving uh, a, a meaty moment, a meat uh, meat the, uh, the intricacies, intricacies of cooking a good old corned silverside. Viewers, the secret to corn silverside is just to cook it very nice and slowly and not let it boil, you've just got to simmer it very, very gently and you have to have the right ingredients in the water that's doing the cooking. So you need bay leaves, you need peppercorns, you need cloves. Johnny likes to put a bit of star anise in there, which I'm not convinced about, but nevertheless. It didn't hurt. Bit, a little bit of salt, but not much, too much. And malt vinegar. You have to have your malt vinegar in there. Not Probably white, about not white vinegar. Malt vinegar. Yeah, malt vinegar. It's got to be malt vinegar. And um, Which yeah. was available to you this evening. Let it bubble away for about an hour, hour and a quarter. No knobs of butter. Well, no, no knobs of butter. Knobs has, of butter have to go in your superb mash, though. The, 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 the problem with knobs of butter is it's difficult to ascertain how large a knob of butter would be. And should there be lots of them, how many garbage trucks would be required to remove <laughs> the excess knobs? Because, because there's, been, um, there's been a bit of garbage, garbage truck anguish around this house, uh, uh, Nick, uh, uh, Anthony, you might like to, uh, <laughs> Anthony, yeah. you might like to <clears> extol <throat> that, uh, uh, extrapolate on that. My uh, son's fascination <laughs> with uh, rubbish <laughs> and, and bin trucks, yes. Folks, <laughs> quite happy to be involved in that. He's got a bit of a... As a bin truck racing champion, apparently. <laughs> he will certainly be uh, a very wealthy boy later in life with his yeah. recycling he company. Will. Garbologist. Waste management. Garbology.com. Garbology. We should check if it's available. And, you know, for mm. a very Registered reasonable... Register the domain right now. 25% for his mm. life. Yearning. You know, <laughs> I'm quite happy to register it for $9.95. Bintruckracing.com. Gar yeah, garbage bin truck racing. Uh, but, you know, what do you think? But like, compliments to the chef. The meal was excellent. Chefs. Yeah, it's plural. And pigs. No. Pigs. But, you know, great suicide, great carrot. You joke. You think you have a little ha ha there. And we'll get back to the most serious stuff there. You know, the races of garbage trucks. But there's only one more year to run with the V8 Utes in their current guys. And then they'll be going to. Mm. And then what's after that? Dump trucks. <laughs> dump truck. <laughs> V8 dumps. Yeah, yeah. dump truck. <laughs> <laughs> Will we have to stop calling them utes? I don't know. Well, well, I mean, time. I know it's not until... it's All of this season we, we see out, and then all of next season, and then it changes. And so they're giving them plenty of time. Folks, is, what? folks is very worried about so how we won't be able to sleep at night about, with the transition. <coughs> Pilots and Ford Rangers and all that stuff. Oh, good. Yeah. High Rangers. That'll go well. Yeah, it will. Not. <laughs> there you go. I don't know. 
Well, it's it'll be the uh, let's race SUVs, dodgy craftsmen, or better still, MPVs. No, no, it'll be uh, <laughs> the dodgy a, craftsman series, a, a, a KN Turbo, KN Turbo, no, Turagos, and <laughs> it'll be ten-year-old KN Turbos, mm. rallycross. Yeah, I mean, oh, well, it's good while it lasted. You know, if, yeah, exactly. if it's good enough for Shark, <laughs> Shark. Shark. You'll find out about Shark in a minute. Shark it's good enough to Shark for Shark Villeneuve, the World Formula One champion, and also the winner of the Indianapolis 500, who is going rallycross, world rallycross racing, and going back to drive the death race. It's good enough for all of us, is it not? He's the kind of. Well, guy. I guess so. What that's got to do with the V8 U? Well, so no, I'm struggling. Well, I mean, that. I'm just saying that you know he, he's. His pinch it's about the only category he hasn't had a go at. Is a pick go? What? And failed. <laughs> Maybe he, he can a, introduce garbage truck. He, he, he has a, a pinch That's what I love about this show. It really doesn't go off in tangents, you know. It, no, not at all. It picks its line and stays yeah. with it, clings with grim death. Look, folks, you might be there, you know, worrying whether your battery charger is, is happening. We make it easy for you. To have a huge bunch of flashing lights, if they're flashing, it indicates that your your, your laptop mm. is charging. We, we try to give you... It's good for my epilepsy. <laughs> as it is, at the trip up the hill, the 90k tunnel, <clears throat> as we right. did the other day. Yeah. Well, and folks is not one of the viewers. Don't He's worry, a Coral, I don't follow it either. Folks is a tolerant man. A tolerant gentleman. Does that mean we can never get Jack Perkins on the show? No, he's a diabetic. Oh. <laughs> he's not That's an epileptic, he's a right. diabetic. He could be an epileptic I'm glad diabetic. I'm glad diabetic. Because I couldn't remember. Yeah, you go, you go and hang out in That's cow. Alzheimer's. I think that's a weekend. Yeah, that's me. No, that's <laughs> not him. Weekend cow Angie for yeah. you. Absolutely right. But, uh, yes, a trip up the hill an hour early. Must, must, must be acknowledged. Must be acknowledged that you were really quite cranky, folks. And uh, me, never. Thursday morning. Folks is never cranky. Chilly. Early on a Thursday morning. Freezing. Not happy. Lured to the top of Mount Mount Lofty Lofty. on the pretense of seeing Jamie Wincup and Craig Lowndes mountain biking. And and, but but uh, Japes will uh, acknowledge that. The reason why there is a speed change in the tunnel. Yes, I will, because that's back, we're back to epilepsy. Mm. Because if you do a hundred through there, oh. they reckon the lights strobe sufficiently. But if you only do ninety, that doesn't affect you. Mm. They so could change the lights. They could, but you know, it costs too much money. Don't be silly. It's easier to lower the speed limit and then catch you for doing more than ninety in the tunnel and, the, and raise and more the, revenue. And because it's not re- revenue raising, but we won't go there. Fogues was thinking that it might be actually quite nice for him to stay at the Tollgate Hotel. Oh, right, yeah. At the, at the bottom there. But yeah. there was, there was a hotel. Yes, it's a motel, Tollgate Motel. Stingy sort of stuff. But I uh, was wondering whether the bar was open next week. I don't know. Wouldn't have a clue. It looked quiet, didn't it, when we went past? <laughs> well, that time at the nine o'clock, 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 yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well. Not the end. No, Time no, no. There's been plenty of breakfast wines this week. Yeah. <laughs> breakfast wines. Yeah. 
Yeah. Been enjoying that, that's for sure. Gets the creativity happening, apparently. So what else? Did you boys have a good time at the Clipsal? We did, of course. What did you do? Well, I think we uh, sufficiently bribed uh, our uh, uh, regular... Benefactor? Semi-hosts mm-hmm. to allow us to get into corporate facilities and bring people along at, at zero dollars and uh, make them feel like they were welcome. They were. The boss of Triple Eight UK was dragged along. He was indeed, and he was uh, <coughs> imbibed, and uh, the chatting was made with uh, um, a man that is involved with uh, steel. You are good. I don't get a look in at the corporate boxes, but you know, you two swan around and just walking. It's just what we do, folks. I'm just going to put my. I'm just going to put my. If you don't mind, I'm just going to put my hand over the microphone. I'm fucking invited. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking turn up. Anyway, uh, I'm glad you. Thank you, Scott McLaughlin. (laughs) (laughs) Beep. Yeah. I think I'll put my jandal in it. Yeah. Well, I don't know if there's anything more to talk about. Well, I think there is some, something to, to talk about. There was... Um, um, toasties. So, toasties, no, and, toasties and... Burgers. Windows phones lurking around. Oh, yes, so we're on the tech now. That's very good. Nicely done, Johnny. Don't like that. No. Can you stop Windows phones. Tech time. No, it wasn't technical, but there was Windows phones. There were Windows. I saw the only person I saw having one, who using one, who was, was going on about it yesterday, and they had it in his mouth. The thing was dark, and it was just, it looked like he was chewing it. So obviously it didn't work. So I hope that's the end of that cycle. And when I met his uh, wife, well, I had met his wife previously, um, at a neutral environment like that. No, Aren't Windows phones actually? actually supposed to be quite good. I mean, they're not getting the take-up, but I'm, I keep hearing that the no, they're, Windows they're, phone they're, interface um, is actually quite good. No, they're not particularly good at all. Mm-hmm. And in fact, it's a, it, it, it's a hopeless scenario. As is Ford's Sync technology, who have announced last week that they will be dumping the Microsoft operating system uh, for a uh, Russian uh, submarine uh, technology, uh, which won't talk back. Because, uh, you know, when they're out there at the, in the Russian subs, you know, with Kursk, for example, and they ask for help, nothing happens. So, you know, there's sort of, there's really nothing uh, extra that they could ask for them from the operating system. Yet this week... I find that hard to believe. Would you believe... believe well, would you believe <laughs> that at the Geneva Motor Show this week that Ferrari, Mercedes... And BMW will be announcing a joint project with Apple for iOS in the car. Embedded systems, no less, which probably could have been implemented earlier, but due to enormous, enormous troubles and, and structural issues and crankiness of Tim Cook, they uh, have not been able to uh, deliver those solutions. With the Geneva Motor Show coming up this week, embedded systems could be a way of the future. Now, 
Recently there had been talk and there had been discussion with Tim Cook and Peter Oppenheimer, yes. the Chief Financial Officer of Apple, having close discussions with Elon Musk, who not only owns SpaceX but Tesla, mm-hmm. about a possible merger, a purchase, 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 because there's cash. Take and that, that and Take that, that actually went on to say they went on then to say we are sort of as erroneous comment uh, at the high end of Apple said we're not we're not against nine figure purchases I think that's what they said was it was it a billion dollars was it nine figures or ten but they went we're not if in basically saying billion dollar purchases we're not against it. But We'll like to keep our money in our pockets if we can. So, I'm not suggesting they go into the space industry, but embedded systems is where Apple's going with that iOS technology because it'll become an OEM product. And what is the benefit of that? Well, I would suggest that you know you don't need to bring your iPhone, but you, you, you have your iPhone, or you have a well. I'm, I guess at the moment the iPhone is it, it, you clip it into the car, and it becomes you know it's what you expect when it's just part of you. Um, I think that there will be an integration between the diagnostics of the vehicle, your user habits, your purchasing habits, and a better integration of Siri and things like that. It just it's almost like. It, It'll fit better in the car. You're going to have to have your phone, but perhaps. But what happens if you don't have an iPhone? Well, it's if you've got an Android, which I, uh, is by uh, far uh, the vast uh, majority uh, of phones uh, run on all Android. All I'm saying is that how is that going to interface? All I'm saying is the iOS operating system, mm. the Apple iOS operating system, will be embedded into the car's mm. DNA. Yeah. But it'll yeah. have to talk to other forms. Other platforms, won't yeah, it? Yeah, like, oh, well, 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 that's well, an no. interesting step for Apple, which previously doesn't, you know, encourage cross-pollination at all. You know, on that uh, argumentative note that uh, <laughs> you've uh, sort of uh, tried to uh, uh, push out towards me, I, I can see that we will have to let uh, Coral go home tonight. <laughs> and we'll, we'll, we'll come back shortly, won't we? Yeah. Yeah. Just, just finish off on that. We're still going. Must be still going. Maybe we've been talking about it the whole time. After it all out, that's be all this blab. What, Sassolini? No thanks. Oh, you like Sassolini? No, no, I'm having a cigarette. Well, have, no. have you had Sassolini before? No, what is it? It looks like little stones. They are little stones. Ah. Yeah. They get you stones. What do you do? You eat them. Have oh. a Sicilian. No, no, have a, don't have one now. Have it after you've had okay, your, yeah. your dirty thing. Yeah. It's licorice. Is it? Do you like licorice? Yeah. Good. Well, then, you're in for a treat. You're in, he is in for a treat. Well, I'll go and get his Sicilian senior. No, that's all right. And that's just something to do. Oh, boy, you're going to like it. If you don't like Sassoline, no. you're just not no, my, my kind of girl. No. Anyway.
So embedded systems. So what else has been happening in tech? Not been anything earth shattering. Folks, a couple of weeks till the Grand Prix. What do you reckon, mate? It's going to be interesting. Like, should we book a restaurant early? Because it doesn't look like there's anyone going to be running around after about an hour. No, reliability is going to be a big issue. The, the teams have all, all except perhaps Mercedes-Benz in the pre-season tests, which finish up this weekend in Bahrain, have struggled to do mileage and to integrate the systems. And the big technical you challenge... Stop catching fire. Yeah, well, the big challenge this year is that with the... You know, we talk about the new engine rules, but it's actually a power unit because you've got... Uh, the new, the, well, the new 1.6 litre V6 turbo, but it's so tightly integrated with the energy recovery, recovery systems that it's it's all of a whole. So you've got the regenerative braking, which is the old, you know, KERS kinetic energy recovery system. The old KERS. Well, mm -hmm. that, well, that was the, the system they're using before, and now they've got this new additional system which harvests waste heat energy from the turbo and it's all being funneled back into batteries and you know, to electric charge and then that's driving a supplementary electric motor or motors it I'm not sure which. Motors I think because doesn't yeah. one of them keep the turbo spinning when they're off the Well it, it can do that as well when they're off boost so it, it's an incredibly complex power unit that they've got to get their heads around you know matching the hardware with the software and then on the red ball they've got big problems in the packaging cooling is a big issue for these engines yep. anyway the end result is that reliability is going to be critical and if half the field finishes in melbourne it'll probably be quite a miracle and that's saying something because over the last what certainly 10 years we've become used to yeah. formula one cars just really breaking down in the old sense yeah, uh, over 90% of the field's finished. Yeah. yeah. So hmm. it's going to be a struggle for them. And then they've got to f work out how to get some pace out of them. Cars don't lack horsepower. I mean, by the time you add the, the 600 horsepower odd that they're getting out of the engine with the, another 160, 180-odd horsepower from the Energy. power boost yeah. they get, um, <clears throat> which is a big increase in what they had last year from Kerr's, and it's almost six times as long yeah, that they get to use long. it over a lap. You know, you a bit over 30 seconds a lap, you can, you know, the push to... The, the, push to pass. Like well, kind of the push the boost to, button, yeah. yeah. Um, and these, and the, this whole power unit, when it's all hooked up, in, is developing way higher torque, so the driving, pulling power of the engine. So the drivers are going to have to manage several things they're going to have to manage the the power delivery and the and the extra grunt has got down low with the requirements for fuel consumption which is heavily reduced about they've got a th at least a third less fuel on board it's the fuel flow is restricted so they can't run the engines at full boost all the time and the tires are going to be the normal pirelli you know Lottery. super degradable <laughs> rubbish tyres that they've been running. So drivers are really going to have to work, earn their living this year because they're going to be managing themselves to death. And that's, that's just before we get into the point of how far the cars are going to go before they conk out. Now, by halfway through the season, it'll be all sorted and we're off and running. But these cars will be 
very difficult to drive, very difficult to keep running, and in the end, once they get them sorted, I think they'll be quite entertaining. Mm. Well, I reckon that... Um, but we're not going to see that in Melbourne. It's, it'll be, yeah. you know, it, it'll be survival of the fittest in Melbourne, I'll tell you. It'll be like the first Adelaide Grand Prix. Well, we, you've got to go back to the mid-80s. were there? Seven? Back in the days of no reliability? Well, yeah, in, the, in that turbo area, yes, mm. where engines were, you know, on the verge of detonating all the time. But I think it'll be a fascinating season. Mercedes look to have the best package coming into Melbourne in their preparation. They've certainly done more miles than anyone in testing. McLaren are looking very strong, which is encouraging yeah. after the, you know, the worst, season pretty ever. much worst season ever they've had in the modern era last year. <clears throat> and for the sake, and Force India have been up there and quite competitive, yeah. which is encouraging. Williams are setting strong, a, a strong pace, which is surprising given their lack of resources. Lotus we don't know about yet because they came into the testing late in the piece, but they have the probably the most interesting looking car of the group of fuglies that are oh, out there <laughs> with those horrible noses. But their twin tusk take on it at least is different. Um, and the, the big news is that Red Bull are really in dire straits. Mm. They have struggled. They've struggled for reliability. They've struggled for pace. Now, that's the upside for the championship because it means that, you know, hopefully Vettel won't be dominating. Of course, the downside is that <laughs> Daniel Ricciardo's in the other Red Bull yeah. and, you know, how's his timing? He arrives at the top team just as they may be falling in a slump. So I'm sure they'll get their act together, as I said, eventually, and by halfway through the season we'll get some stability. But in terms of striking while the iron is hot, you know, it's all up for grabs. Yep. Couldn't agree more. It's going to be a very, very interesting race, I reckon. So. And hopefully, by the time in two weeks we get to Melbourne, we'll know whether the Australian Grand Prix we'll is survive. going to continue mm. in the World Championship after 2015, which is the last race of the current deal. Negotiations have been ongoing. The Grand Prix organisers are pushing for a better deal or better value as they term it, which means that they're looking to Bernie to reduce the price and help them cut the costs. My feeling is that they will, the Victorian government will renew the contract if they get the cost concessions, which Bernie showed with other races where he's reduced the price yeah. he's capable of doing. The question mark is, is whether it's going to be another five-year contract. Mm, or whether it'll just be three it, or It five. could be t as, as few as two. That will be the interesting thing to find out. I think it's more likely that the race will be renewed, but it could be for as few as two years, and that's a big risk. Mm. So that's coming up in two weeks, Yep. and that will be fascinating one way or the other. And then two weeks later, talk about going from the high to the low, the V8s are back in action in the championship sense at Simmons Plains. Simmons Plains. So in the space of a month in V8 land, you go from the high of the Clipsal 500 in Adelaide where it's all go and big, big crowds are there to Simmons Plains, which <laughs> oddly is the biggest sporting event in Tasmania, but I think that tells you more about Tasmania than it does about the V8s. And they're back at a heritage track, which is, 
is quaint, but it's a bit of a come down after the V8s running two weeks in a row at the two biggest events, events in the country, the two yeah. glamour events, you're right. A bit of a change to the way that the sport will be distributed to the television viewers? From next year? Well, it's all change. Seven is in the last year of their current agreement and Ten have got the it'll be interesting to see just how disinterested Seven become as, as the year wears on. And next year it goes to... Well, essentially, it's, it's going to Fox Sports. Let's, yeah, it is. Let's not, it's not really mess about. At all, yeah. yeah, Ten is a partner in it, and they'll cover the six biggest events, I guess, um, live on free-to-air in a simulcast situation, a bit like um, Fox Sports and Channel 7 with the AFL at the moment. Well, but the deal is all about Fox Sports. You know, every practice session, every qualifying session, every race will all be live in high def on Fox Sports. That's where the main action is going to be. And as I say, the six big events, which off the top of my head are going to be um, Adelaide, Townsville, Sandown, Bathurst, Gold Coast and Sydney 500. How much will that be if, 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 I, if I want to watch that? On Fox Sports... Well, that's the good question that we're well, all asking. Really we Fox don't. We're actually moving to an internet model now as well. Yeah, so well, the price structuring at Foxtel is. Pay per view. Who knows how it'll but, pan out? I mean, they're just following the lead of Formula One in the Apple UK, TV. aren't they? Uh, a channel? Possibly, but yeah. unlikely. But, yeah. but there is a. Look, we've seen yeah, there is World Wrestling Federation yeah. uh, move on to uh, Apple TV. Yeah. Red Bull mm. uh, Sports are on there. There's, they have mm. been. Uh, well, that depends on what adding content deals that Apple do eventually with Apple TV and how yeah. far they they push ahead and become a major player. But, but essentially, this this deal has the fans up in arms. I mean, diehard V8 fans yeah. are aghast. The thought of having to pay for coverage of every race has really been a sore point. But financially, for the championship, it's the only way forward. It's a $241 million deal over five years, I think. Sport needs that inflow of proper income from the broadcast, from the media rights, really, because it's a multi-platform deal. Well, this week, Apple has put their hand up and said, we've made a billion dollars um, off the Apple TV hardware platform. And at $109 here in Australia, 99 US, US, for the sake of uh, simplicity, we call it $100. That's 10 million devices out there which have instant update capability. It's not, it's not a small number. No, I'm surprised, actually. Mm. It's a big the, number. The little disc, that but, little... little yeah. Device. But, I mean, from, from the point of view of V8 Supercar... Well, I'm surprised there are so many, and I'm surprised that... Well, at that... That, with that sort of critical mass, they can be a major player. Mm. And, uh, but isn't that eventually going to be linked into... I mean, we keep hearing about it, but this is ultimately going to be... I mean, they've got to do content deals, and that's critical. But ultimately, this has got, there's got to be a bigger picture. We, you know, we're often on the tangent viewers, but there's the bigger picture of the alleged ITV, isn't there, somewhere down the track, to, to fully integrate... To fully realise the potential of, of the little Apple TV box, mm. they've got to have a killer device on which to display all this, don't they? Well, well I, I guess that's, that's quite correct. Um, 
I suppose you just have to put little disparate bits of information together, folks, and that, that Apple have uh, sort of almost relatively silently uh, delivered the Mac and the new Mac Pro product, which uh, runs multiple video cards and everything is 4K resolution. Now, few people have 4K television, um, and uh, the, the only person I know around in my, in my circle is uh, Mark Forsborough, who is uh, the number one V8 supercar photographer, jersey wearer, and is shooting lots of content in 4K. So, um, how are we going to get that to market? And interestingly, going along that, 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 that earlier discussion about not, you know, where do you go with the Apple TV? They don't, Apple does, didn't make a piece of glass that was Apple branded. They yeah, pretty much said, okay, look, you buy a third party, yeah. it was a Philips screen yeah. or it was a something, someone else, mm -hmm. you know, I, perhaps it's going to be, we're going to see Frosty doing 4K T advertising. <laughs> but it, uh, it's a very transitional period. And of course, once you go to 4K video, um, you have, uh, you know, a, 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 a magnitude more of uh, data requirement to yeah. be able to get that content down. You could fall back to 720p or 1080p, which is you know the highest standard pretty much everybody has in their in their living room today. But it's uh, uh, you know a, a, a major. Uh, be a huge step back. Uh, overhead in terms of download requirements. So mm. it's hard to know and whether people are, you know, and here's an esoteric comment you know uh, as you get older uh, your your eyesight disappears so it's almost like can you actually pick it up there's mm. been a weird carrying on about the new Samsung 5S uh, Galaxy phone I think you've got one of those similar sort of things and they're very attractive devices in terms of from a screen perspective, but they say they're talking about it doing like 4K on the phone. I mean, 560 DPI mm. madness. Now, who would want that unless you're going to be using that device as a source point to Pro for a projector or correct second, or yeah. another screen? Yeah, pumping for another screen. Yeah, but that's that's just. But I mean, I think this whole thing with V8 supercars is that they've they've looked at the model that Formula One have done basically in the UK in terms of. You know, the BBC's now only got rights to effectively less than half the season, mm. and the rest's all on Fox. Sky Sports. Sky Sports. And their audience has so, plummeted. The, yeah. Because you go on to pay well, TV. That's it. And yeah. the UK, like here, is you're talking about a maximum of 30% penetration into, you know, TV households, right? So the number of TV sets that are around. Subscription TV maxes out at the moment at 30%. So immediately, the, the quantity of supercars had was, you know, audience versus money. Fox yeah, exactly. Sports has the money to spend. The free-to-air networks for V8s don't. You know, they've only got they've got the big money for AFL and NRL, <clears throat> and that's about it. So it's the money or the box. Well, they've picked the box. Well, no, actually, they've picked the money, haven't they? And, <laughs> yeah, and clearly, and to get capital flowing into the sport and boost the profits and give teams a dividend again that they haven't been getting at the risk of, of 
of lo losing audience. Now their pitch is that across the whole platform that, and with the multiplicity of programs that more people will be seeing V8s. I'm yet to be convinced. On two, on two levels, one, just because I said this, 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 this cap on only 30% of the, of the potential audience can actually watch Fox Sports and probably ever will, and 10, even though they're going to be showing live to air on free TV the six main events of the year, 10 is not the network now that it was back in the early to mid-2000s when it was covering the V8s. It was a main player. It was solidly the third free-to-air commercial yeah. network, and it was actually more people watching V8s back then than they have been on Channel 7, on the 7 network. Now, however, 10 is struggling, as we know. You know, it's locked in a grim battle to the, to the death with the ABC to be third or fourth in the ratings. Well, my goodness. So you add it all up and call me cynical, but I just don't see how the, even the cum cumulative audience is going to be bigger than what it is now. But, uh, the, but the money is right. A few years ago, we, we noticed that, yeah, well, a few years ago that we noticed that um, uh, they started to do slow motion trials and testing, and now there's quite a lot of absolutely excellent yeah, replays of uh, super slow mo, and I, yeah. I, I'd gather that's probably in the order of 500 to 1,000 frame per second. Sort of video uh, that people may decide to, to, to. Uh, you might have seen some of the the, the crashes and this and that mm. that they had slow mo back. Uh, yeah, but everyone's <laughs> everyone back in the middle of the race. But everyone's got that. I mean, that's yeah, yeah, de rigueur but, now in sports coverage. Yeah, yeah, but the ability to be able to play it back, they may actually end up recording all the content actually at that speed, and you to choose whether oh. you have that bandwidth to be able to deliver that content. And so you can just play it at regular speed and go, hang on a minute, what is it? And you get that. There will be, there will be the New Deal choice of perspectives on how you watch the telecast. The same as with Sky Sports in the UK with Formula One coverage. You know, if you've paid for the coverage, you, you get this multiplicity of choice of how you view it. You know, you go on board with a certain driver or you get different camera angles and, you know, you you kind of can become your own director if you want to be. But, and that's fine for the hardcore, but the bulk of the audience, you know, don't want to know about it. They yeah, just, just want to see... see the race. Yeah, yeah. They want a director to tell, give them the best pictures and, and, you know, I don't have to worry about it. Well, look, no doubt we will see what ha we will see in the next uh, a few weeks or uh, as the Grand Prix evolves and we go on to the next uh, round of V8 Supercars. JP, um, just wanted to say before we, we shut down, and, and what's not barbecue thing, but, but I have to say, I'm so impressed with the fact that you had gone out and bought one of those 1974 Breville um, original... I thought we did the toasty thing. Oh, I mean, I, I, I couldn't believe it. It's like the old world stuff, stainless steel, and, and, and if we put anything in Teflon. Yep. We, bumped, uh, we, we didn't have any bread this morning, how, viewers. How so. did you come across one of them? Well, apparently Breville have got this big push on them. They've, they've revived them and uh, stainless steel the outside. I think the originals were actually chrome, but uh, they've, they've gone the, the 2012 route of, or 2014 route of um, we'll make it stainless steel. 
but they've got the good Teflon on the inside, and they make great toasties. But but you you, you, put, you, a put, the red line you put a bun in there, the hamburger buns we had for, for yeah, well we didn't have any bread, like so yesterday. we had hamburger buns. So we thought, all right, well we didn't have any yeah. butter, so we thought, well okay, we use the hamburger buns, cheese, ham, tomato, onion, and then on the outside we just brushed it with olive oil, and they were deluxe, weren't they? They were very very deluxe. And that's as close as we get to barbecue tonight, though. And, and viewers, that is the sort of informed culinary cul-de-sac that you will oh, only yes. get here now. on Radio <laughs> Hot Lap. And on that note, Let's see. you have just been listening to... Or you have just... Well, I, I oh, have to, oh, oh, no, I'd like, no. I'd like to present you with it. Because here it is, it, 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 cool? it's 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 the original oh. with, with the scissors. I used to have one of these. They, that's why they started making them again. Well, they were good. They shouldn't they have stopped good. making them. No, they, they're called the original seventy-four. Look, everything is steel. It's it's just it's a luxe. It's a thing of beauty. It is a thing of beauty. I'll, I'll put it in your mm. uh, vehicle Thank tomorrow. Thank you. Right. you, as, you so as I was saying before, I was rudely interrupted. Yes. You've just been listening to, or you've just missed. Episode 264 of Radio Hot Lab. Good night, viewers. Good night, viewers. Sassolini? Please. Oh, try one. Another Radio Hot Lab is in the can. Try, try Sassolini. I want the black one. I have to have the black <laughs> one. Try it. Tell the viewers what you think. <laughs> the black? Just, just put it in well, there. Well, it matches it's the colour of my heart. Apple. Oh, folks. Hmm. It's quite strange. It's like sucking on a, a sweet pebble. Taste? What do you, what do you that think? one looks like, like an olive. What are they? That, Give that it a one. crunch and tell yeah, me. It's nothing like licorice, though. You said it'd be licorice. It's not licorice. Oh, have a bite on it. I'll break my tooth. Mm. It's very pleasant. <laughs>